Welcome to Caritas Christi, a real and raw podcast with real women and real faith, where we apply the feminine genius to look at the current events of this world, our faith lives, and other things that are relevant to young Catholic women today. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thursday. Oh, <laughs> you just started it. She I does did. this all the time. It's kind of like... Uh... <laughs> She I, I catches off guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't even. Sometimes she goes one, two, three. I do. You were wow. Okay. I'm feeling spontaneous today. Oh really? Yes. Spontaneous Hannah. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. It's a rare version. Hi folks, this is Mary. <laughs> and this is Hannah. And you're with Caritas Christi. Welcome yes. to another Deus Volt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to go? Yes. Okay. Nomine Patri, Filio, Spiritui Sancto, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora nobis peccatoribus, nunc in automatis nostri. Amen. Nomine Patri, Filio, Spiritui Sancto. Amen. Amen. All right, and for our guest to intro, or uh, to share her inspiring favorite, and- wow. <laughs> <laughs> inspiring favorite quote. There you go. Words. <laughs> Words are hard. Yeah, so first epistle of John, chapter 4, verse 18, um, is actually something that a spiritual director brought up. So I think that's one of my favorite scripture verses. It's um, The whole thing is, fear is not in charity, but perfect charity casteth, casteth out fear, because fear hath pain, and he that feareth is not perfected in charity. So just part of that, um, perfect charity casteth out fear. I just like to say, perfect love casts out fear. That's easier. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's I really like that, and it, I think it goes a lot with my story. That's exciting. Well, we're excited to have you on, folks. This is Lindsay. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay something. <laughs> my last really? name will be changing here soon, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm really trying to work at like Hannah has to. Uh, I um she has to edit me a lot, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to work. I'm actually I've been better this time around this yes. this new year. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, but yeah. So um. Can I say that Lindsay and I live together? Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> Lindsay it's not and I. Scandalous. Okay. <laughs> well, but I don't know if like that doxes her at all. No. no. Okay. Cool. <laughs> this is all very raw and authentic. So. Yes. Um. But yeah. So we got connected because I was looking for some people to live with, and I had a a cousin that was in this like big Catholic young adult community. I said, "Do you know anybody?" And so then, um, yeah. So we moved in together with two other ladies in August and it's been kind of fun. Um, we definitely, uh, we clashed at the beginning, but we worked through it and we're super close now. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to bring that up, but you know, I mean, perfect love casts out fear, right? Oh, God go. just casted out the intimidation that Mary brought me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause we both like to say things like it is. I say she's, she's blunt and I'm very sassy. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we kind of, but yeah, um, before we kind of go into kind of the questions, is there, um, I don't know, just like a little like about you, like just want to share just a little like just yeah, anything. I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you. So let's let's see. I'm just thinking of like my Facebook profile right now. So an easy <laughs> short description of me is that I'm an artist, um, a daughter of God, and I would just say like a graphic designer, which photographer, which goes with the artist as well. But that's how I describe myself. Very artsy. I like to do you know all the. Th- all the the artsy type of hobbies, you know, whether it's um, making a rosary or painting, drawing, singing. The only thing I cannot do is dance. 
Um, <laughs> but <laughs> ultimately, that. yeah, definitely daughter of God. Um, I mean, I like to spend my time going to church, reading, hanging out with the Catholic community. Um, so I think that's the simplest way to put it. And then just right now, yeah, living with Mary and two of our friends has been absolutely amazing. We have learned so much from each other, and I think all of us are just really growing, especially in the past seven months here. Um, so now I have about, let's see, like five and a half more months of living here before I get married. Ah. So <laughs> lots of good things happening. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, so you have a photography business on the side. I do, yeah. And then um, you have a your full-time job. <laughs> I do. I have a full-time job right now actually working with Catholic Charities um, and I'm doing marketing for that. Lots of photography, videography, mm-hmm. design and I love it. I just I don't really like the full-time hours but I love my job. <laughs> I love the people I work with. The hope is that I can get married and live you know my identity as a woman in the home making it a work of art and hopefully being able to have a, a child in, in homeschool. Um, but yeah with a my couple children. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe 1. a couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was going to say, as far as photography, that's my side business, but working full-time, I honestly like try not to do a lot of it. I do like photographing weddings every now and then because, I mean, that's some good money, and it's it's one day, and then you just you know have to edit all the pictures. But mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about what I do, and um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that's another way to describe me. Just very passionate in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's very artistic, and yes. and especially how she does things. Yes, Mary <laughs> likes to make fun of me with how I do things, such as dishes, because I'm not the most organized person. <laughs> but Mary likes to say it's just my uh, artistic flair. Yeah, it's me. It's my way of. It's good because it helps me to. Uh, I like to. Uh, um, it helps me to let go. She has, to, have she to, has to, to control what she says sometimes. So yeah. I'm really just helping her grow. That's why. It really is. It <laughs> yeah, is. That's why it's it works. Like, that's why to be charitable and to acknowledge that everyone has their strengths. But then, you know, she also, I know that she's biting her tongue, trying to not say things sometimes. So it, it helps me too because I'm like, oh, she's over there like, Lindsay, what are you doing? So. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. So, um, <clears throat> anyways. Sorry, Hannah, how are you doing, by the way? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing yeah? yeah, you just came back from vacation. Sorry, yes. we'll we'll come back to you, but I just <laughs> I realize the next question is more mine, so I just yeah. wanted to see how you're doing. Yeah, and no, what, I'm good. One, do you remember the first time you met Lindsay? <sighs> <sighs> That's hard because I, I met Lindsay in college because we went to school together, and a lot of times I do not remember the first time I met somebody, especially if I was at college. It has to be something like insane. Like, either I met you the first weekend, or I have no idea when you showed up into my life. Like, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I remember seeing Lindsay around because I played basketball with her little sister a lot. So I'd see her in the stands. She'd be, like, one of our three fans in the stands. <laughs> and, like, taking <laughs> taking pictures and stuff like that. And then I probably interacted with you at retreats and stuff like that with campus ministry and just like yeah we just we kind of more just saw each other around and would say hi but we were never like close yeah (laughs) never close until after college which is funny i know yeah that's like that's a bunch of people from where i went to school like we we were around each other in college not really close in college then graduated college and became really good friends and i'm like that's weird that's like the opposite of how that goes usually uh especially since we we all like went at the same time Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it works Mm mm-hmm all right, so this next portion is soul sing. It's kind of rapid fire style. <laughs> kind of emphasis maybe on the kind of. <laughs> the goal is for it to be, yeah. 
um, rapid fire. So basically, it's what types of the following make your soul sing? So I'll just go one at a time and I'll just ask you. So are you ready? Ready. All right. So what types of food make your soul sing, Lindsay? Okay, I love anything sautéed. Like, really? Veg. I see, I'm just really lazy, so I don't actually make myself this <laughs> stuff. But, like, if my mom were to make, like, sautéed Brussels sprouts or mm. just vegetables, like onions, peppers, mm. beans, all of that, mm. so good. Mm. So I would say... Yeah, that, and then, like, I really like roasted stuff, too. Same mm. type of thing, but, like, sweet mm. potatoes, mm. same vegetables I just said. Mm. Yeah, yes. but I also just like food in general. So. <laughs> you like tea. I do like tea. That's yeah. not food, but... <laughs> it's kind of the same kind of food category. Drink. Yeah, yeah. Food yeah. Drink. yeah. Mm. I'm not so trying to... She loves nuts. <laughs> not actually. <laughs> I'm allergic, so... Extremely allergic. Yeah. Definitely yeah, allergic. That does not make my soul sing. That kind of makes it die. <laughs> Hopefully my soul would still be alive and, yeah. and thriving in heaven. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, what are the other things that you really... Yeah, I don't know. You're not really... You don't have as much of a sweet tooth, for sure. See, I do, actually... Um, oh, but I have more of a sweet tooth. But yeah, it's like when I w- met Mary, I'm like, wow, I thought I liked sweets until I met you. Um, <laughs> but I would say, okay, right now though, like <laughs> Jacinta, our uh, housemate, might judge me right now for saying this, but I love cereal because I make fun of Jacinta all the time for eating cereal. But that's like my go-to snack because it is a little bit sweet, mm-hmm. but it's not like overly and it's still, you know, it's not healthy, but it's not like unhealthy. terrible. Uh, yeah, unhealthy, <laughs> so... Still technically something you could eat for a meal. Right, right. Mm. All right, so this is funny because I feel like you kind of already answered it, but we'll just go for it. What types of hobbies make your soul sing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely art and singing and especially writing lately too. Mm. I think in the past few years I've, I've started putting my soul and thoughts more into my writing, and that has brought me a lot of joy and creativity to keep me going lately. Mm hmm well, I feel like it's probably a way to, like, process things that are going on, and it's not as, you know, like, when you have to paint, you have to kind of get into it. Right, exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah. I always joke that instead of therapy, I just wrote poetry, and now I have, like, 50 pages of poetry, oh, yeah. and it's like, oop, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's 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 a really good way to process things, mm-hmm. and sometimes I just, like, I get in this mood mm-hmm. where you have to do it. So what it would be your favorite, like, in terms of art, what would be, actually, I don't even know this, what would be, like, your favorite medium, like, in terms oh, of, like, yeah. like there's, like, you know, photography, painting, oh, okay, writing, okay. like, what is the one that, like, or is it all together? Um, <clears throat> Like, one, yeah. See, I always think of this one question that my friend asked me in, like, one of the beginning years of high school, and I never actually told her an answer, but it's on my mind a lot. And she said, what do you like more? Like, if you had to live with one, would it be photography or singing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I love them both. But then thinking about it more, it was like, okay. I was, a, like, I sang. I was singing in my house all the time before any of my other, like, really, I guess, artistic pursuits. Like, my mm-hmm. mom loved hearing me sing and knew me as a singer. So, um, hmm. set that aside. Set the singing aside in terms of my art. Like, in painting, my favorite... Um, my favorite thing to paint with is watercolors. I absolutely love watercolor. Oh, those are, f- yeah, they're very fun. <laughs> but see, some people hate them. Um, yeah, I love it because watercolor is very forgiving and you can easily make corrections. Mm-hmm. And then, see, that's the thing, like photography, drawing, painting. I don't know. Yeah, I think everything's kind of equal, but in terms mm-hmm. of like visual art, I think, yeah, definitely watercolor. But if you had to pick between visual and 
singing, you would pick singing? Well, singing is more a part of who I am, even mm. though I don't, like, mm. do it often anymore. But, uh, see, that's the thing. I just, that's why I can't pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. And then the last one is what types of devotions make your soul sing? Hmm. Um, I really like St. Therese. And I read Story of a Soul, and it really resonated with me. I think we think a lot alike in terms of creativity and, like, thinking with analogies. So I would say a devotion to her and St. Zelie and Louis, her parents, um, definitely are a big devotion of mine. As far as other devotions, I mean, I, whew, like, I pray the rosary, try to at least every day. I'm definitely not the best at it. Yeah. Um, and I, I do. I would like to find more devotions as well i will say i am in the angelic warfare confraternity i also need to practice those prayers more often and actually do them but that's a very cool community because we're all working on purity together so we have to pray 15 hail marys a day for each other and then um there's two separate prayers one to saint uh oh saint saint thomas um and then another one just to god asking for help with purity that's really inspiring yeah, that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I was just trying to remember you got, not trying, but remembering you got proposed at St. Oh, yeah, altar. yeah. Yeah. Yes, Josh and with, I with at, the roses. at our church, yes. <laughs> we always will go pray after Mass in front of the St. Trust statue, just thanking her for um, bringing us together, basically, because that's, that's how Josh and I met through our, we were kind of reading Story of a Soul at the same time, so through our, oh. like, love for for her. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so he proposed in front of that statue. Yeah, which today is an exciting day. Oh, I was like, what? Today? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've been wearing my <laughs> size 7 ring on my neck for the past three months <laughs> because my finger is so small that they couldn't just resize the ring. They didn't, they didn't actually believe your fiance when he told. Right. <laughs> this is the only the, size they had at the time was a oh seven. God. And he was like, yeah, my fiance is like, she's a size two and a half. And they're like, there's no way. <laughs> but we went to two separate places to check my ring size and it was the two and a half. Turns out it is a good thing. They didn't go with the two and a half because in, in K sizing, I'm a three. So yeah, they mm-hmm. had to literally, the vendor had to remake the smallest size, which was a five. And then Kay got it, and then they had to resize it to a three. They just didn't want to damage it from a seven to a three. Mm-hmm. So I get my ring today. I get to wear it on my yeah. finger now. I'm so excited. <laughs> Aw, yeah. Exciting. yeah she it's that's... been a lot, long time coming for that. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, he waited for me for, like, two years, so I just keep reminding myself of that. <laughs> yeah. You get to wear it for the rest of your life. Yeah. You <laughs> She's not excited to marry at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. so um my my question here is kind of twofold so the first question is how long have you been catholic and then the second question is when did you take ownership of your faith because no matter if you're like if you're cradle you have that you have that moment you can like pinpoint and be like no it was mine here instead of my parents yeah um so i am a cradle catholic Grew up going to church every Sunday, for the most part, <laughs> at least. Yeah, it was college where I was kind of, like, debating, you know, what the what the truth was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, raised going to church every Sunday, and then I went to Catholic school. And I would say I always considered myself Catholic, and people would see me and be like, wow, she's so, like, innocent and <laughs> pure and sweet and religious. And, you know, towards maybe, like, high school, I would be like, I'm not really, like, 
religious. Like I'm, I am Catholic. I take my faith seriously, or so I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until college, actually. So that was I was a sophomore in 2017. Um, that fall, I had gone to Italy, and I actually usually did not go to mass on the weekends because we were supposed to have somebody on campus in Italy to say mass but Mm. for some reason I don't know if he was sick or something but we didn't have anyone to do mass on campus so the weekends were usually free for us but yeah never once did I by myself decide I'm gonna go to mass um so that was kind of the point in college where I was like oh I don't really know like there's so many denominations how am I gonna know which one is truly right I was just so ignorant. Um, I didn't even realize there was more to learn about the Catholic faith. I mean, I had no clue. And maybe I'd learned it in the past, but at Catholic school, I feel like we really didn't learn as much as I yeah. as I thought, you know? Um, but, like, I didn't know anything about, like, venial sin, mortal sin, like, anything about tradition. No clue about how the Catholic faith was started. Um, or just... Well, obviously, Jesus Christ started it. Mm. But, you know, just, like, how it came about and just the stories of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, sophomore year, I came back from my trip in Italy because I was there for two months for school. And my friend, my best friend Carly at the time, she was actually Protestant. Well, she would go to a non-denominational church. But she had dated someone in the past who was Catholic. So she was always inspired by him and said that she even believed in the Eucharist being the body of Jesus Christ Whoa. Even though she was Protestant. Yeah, she just had, wow. like, some, like, intuition, like, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I believe that. Um, so she was actually going through RCIA when I got back with, actually, <laughs> her sponsor was someone that Hannah and I are friends with right now, and now you, Mary. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know who it was? John? John, yeah. Oh, John, yeah. Oh. So our friend John was, mm. he was, like, the sponsor for two or three people. He was, he sponsored so many people that year. Yeah, like, it was crazy. I mean, really, like. A lot of people at Walsh were really diving deep into the faith. Um, mm-hmm. So when I came back, yeah, Carly was teaching me so much because she was going through RCIA. And I was freaking out because she was teaching me things that I didn't know about my own faith. Um, so I would say I, I really started to reclaim my faith and start to understand it around then. And then it was going into junior year. So the summer before that is when I went back to confession and I made like a heartfelt confession and I would say from there like things really changed Mm -hmm. because I had more of a knowledge of where I needed to go Mm um and yeah it was it was very rough like I say that I started reclaiming my faith that year um definitely a process and obviously still is but there were a lot of tears a lot of fear and that's also why I picked that scripture perfect love casts out fear because god doesn't want us to fear Mm -hmm. we're not perfect we can't learn everything all in one night and that was really (laughs) soft then a sophomore year and junior year it was literally like on my phone every night probably for hours just trying to learn these things because i'm like oh like if i don't look this stuff up now then god's gonna judge me because i'm willingly like choosing not to look this stuff up right now Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so I had I had fallen into perfection even more so and I guess I just didn't really know how to have a relationship with God at that point because I thought I just had so much to learn that I was so focused on that rather than putting the effort into our relationship. Mm-hmm. So 
still working on that and still trying to get over that, you know, fear of perfection. But I did get into a scrupulous mindset. And if you're not very familiar with scrupulosity, that is when someone, especially religious, it's sometimes it can be religious OCD, but um, scrupulosity is more of a fear of hell rather than a healthy fear of God and doing things out of love for him. So I fell into that and I didn't realize what it was. I just knew that like I was just anxious. My mind was going in circles. I like bare, like I didn't sleep much because I was just on my phone researching. And mm-hmm. um, I was just started looking up like some things that I was going through. And I realized this was scrupulosity. This is a thing that people deal with. Mm-hmm. And it started out with mainly food because I kind of stopped eating to the point where I would eat as much as I could to be like, okay, I don't need any more. Like, snacks were really, like, a no. Or if I did have mm-hmm. a snack, it'd be like, oh, like, can I eat, like, a couple more pretzels? I feel like I can't. Like, it was just this whole cycle of mm-hmm. food shouldn't be for pleasure. Food should be to praise the Lord and to just to help our bodies. But, like, mm-hmm. I have a history of kind of binge eating. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, like, just everything in my life, it was one extreme. And then, boom, I became, like, really, you know, more a devout Catholic and to the other extreme it went. Mm-hmm. Um so I, yeah, I was very scrupulous and that went into many other areas of my life to the point where I'm still, still struggling with that a little bit, but a lot better than before. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm. kind of long, but that's kind of <laughs> no, like okay. the beginning of everything and mm-hmm. going into kind of where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that, the next question actually really follows up on that is just like, how did God call you to where you are? today right right now getting your ring back (laughs) yeah yeah oh it is just the past what like three years have just been insane um so like i said the the school community was really growing in faith and we all just came together and really really fast like just just growing like maybe a little too fast like you can take it slow for real it's okay um you don't have to figure everything out all one time but we would go to mass on campus and And then I had started seeing that priest on campus for help with my scrupulosity. And the one priest didn't help too much. The other one helped a little bit more. And that other one actually is my spiritual director today, which Mm -hmm. I am just so happy to have. Um, But I would say, yeah, God called me through my friends and through the school community. And then my friends, our friends, actually started going to the traditional Latin Mass and Carly had invited me one time, so I went and I was like, this is, this is weird. Like, I feel like I need to go to Mass again later to, like, the new Mass because I don't know what just happened. And John's like, Lindsay, it's fine. You went to Mass. You know, my scrupulosity (laughs) is like, no, but I didn't. Like, I don't know what was happening. Um, So God, (laughs) through my scrupulosity, God kept calling me back to the traditional Latin Mass out of a fear again. Um, and I kept going, even though I didn't really like it, like Gregorian chant was like, no, how am I ever going to like this? How do people listen to this? And then a few months in of going to that mass and, and praying, especially when I was in the school chapel one time, I was praying the divine mercy chaplet and it kind of just hit me like the sacrifice of the mass and the beauty of Gregorian chant. And from there, I just, things just changed. I just kind of started to realize the beauty and the reverence of the mass. Mm-hmm. Um, so God called me, called me there to be with the community in this area and keep going back to that mass and 
ultimately, he's just been working through my life, through my struggles, even through my fear and the people like my spiritual directors and friends to ultimately bring me here, you know, to this house, which mm -hmm. we are so blessed for because all of us girls are just learning immensely by being with each other mm -hmm. and just being open and honest and being by, being by ourselves because living away from my parents, you know, I was fine living with them, but just being here, it's very peaceful and quiet where we do have that time to pray mm -hmm. and really more so discern what God is calling us to. Mm -hmm. So in that traditional Latin mass community, there was a particular friend that you, you want to share anything about <laughs> oh, that? Okay. Yeah. I think that's what Hannah was trying oh, to get. Oh, I, I see. I see. Well, actually, before we go, can I, can I go back into your story and like, I also want to just honor whatever you're sharing. Like, thank you so much for your vulnerability. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, it's a lot. So, yeah, you know, um, and I know you're trying to be very intentional too, because you know, you've told me before in preparing, like for those who do struggle that are listening, like, she really wants to guard your, you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Be so, mindful of that. Yeah, like scrupulosity, especially when it comes to me, is more of a religious OCD. I didn't really think I had any of those issues before um, becoming more devout. But then I look back and I'm like, oh, like I am noticing little things here and there. Like maybe that was some like OCD, even not mm -hmm. religious related. Mm -hmm. But it was really the religious thing that just just really made it a lot worse. Mm -hmm. Um so, yeah, I'm trying to be mindful because there are a lot of things that I could say in terms of my story, like very vulnerable personal things. Mm -hmm. But because some other people do struggle with OCD, I think our stories can hinder some people, but they also can help some people. So it is, it's very hard to know what to say because yeah, I don't want to make anyone else's OCD worse, you know? So for anybody who's listening, what would you recommend if they hear what you're saying? Like make sure that they go straight with their spiritual director or counselor. And yes, make sure... absolutely. Okay. My story is going to be different than anybody else's. My treatment is going to be different than anyone else's. Um, and if you do hear anything that I say that you think might make you like mm -hmm. want to, you know, get off the podcast for your mental health, I totally understand that. So I'm just going to say that right now in case I do start to get, you know, more, more. into detail. Sure. So, um, I kind of want to go back to, um, ow, before we talk about your, your friend that you met in the traditional <laughs> community, um, uh, back to like, what led you to that, like that confession that like the, in the, that, that was the summer yeah. between your sophomore and junior year. Yeah, is that, yeah. yeah. So like kind of what was the, like, um, cause it was that like kind of your stepping back yes. into like, yeah. So yeah. what kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in talking to Carly, I had realized that, you know, learning about mortal sin, I was committing mortal sins and didn't even know like these things would send me to hell. So that, that scared me. I was like, whoa, like, I think I'm this good, innocent, like, heavenly girl, and I'm literally doing things to send me to hell. Like, whoa. Um, so I did commit another mortal sin after knowing that this was a mortal sin. And at that point, right afterwards, I was like, okay, wow. Like, that wasn't just, like, a fear of going to hell. That was like, I know that I shouldn't have done that, and I did it anyways. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to confession. And, like, right after that confession, I took it seriously. And... Wow. That was like, I mean, even to this day, huge stepping point. Yeah. Well, it's like, and what there probably was so much mercy too. It was in, right. what was that experience like going Ooh, to that first confession? I don't even really remember because I also went to the church that I had been going to at that time, which this wasn't on campus. This was somewhere else because this was a school I went to for elementary school. Um, yeah. So I really don't remember. I think I remember the priest, but don't remember anything that was said or anything. Hmm. Yeah, that's 
That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that must not have been, like, terrible then, so. Yeah, no, no. Well, I just feel like, you know, in those times, like, you know, I feel like I hear a lot of, like, reversion stories, and I think it can be very scary mm-hmm. to go, but then, like, you just, like, that can be, like, a watershed moment where it's, like, either if they receive, the priest receives it well or not, and, like, it can yeah. be, like, a sign of, like, Jesus, like, being merciful and, oh. like, his merciful heart and everything like that. Right, so. right. Yeah, I don't think I've really struggled too much with being open in confession and saying what I need to say because... Well, one, out of fear, I'm like, I, I know I need to say this or else, you know, bad right. things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then, too, like, if I do something wrong and I know this is wrong, like, yeah, that's sad. I want to confess that and try again. Um, and because of my scrupulosity, <laughs> I've talked to priests about everything. I mean, I've cried in front of them so many times. Like, it's just so normal <laughs> now in my life that I'm just so open about things and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need help. <laughs> Do you notice, like, did you notice, like, the grace from that time, like, that first confession and then just, like, kind of following from there or Um, to help you? So, because, you know, you said you were, you went to confession because you knew, like, you did something you were supposed to and, like, that's part part of one of the graces of confession is to help you not, I mean, because you're literally, like, supposed to make, resolve to not make the same sin. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't done that sin again since that time. Wow, that's Um, incredible. So, I guess... In that sense, like, that grace has been huge. But there wasn't anything, like, like a healing big moment or anything yeah. like that. It was just, like, yeah. I'm not going to do this again. And honestly, mm-hmm. thank you, Jesus, because my scrupulosity has helped me to stay away from sin. Um, and though, you know, that's not the most ideal way to learn how to love the Lord, he's definitely working through that. Mm-hmm. So then on to, <laughs> on to my special friend. <laughs> on to your special yes. friend. Yes. So when was it? Actually, actually, this is a fun question. I was thinking about it. I like, don't even know this. Um, when was the first time that you met him? Oh, I love the story. <laughs> nice. So I think we had actually seen each other in passing at our friend Mark's house because he was holding some talk, Catholic talks yes. where we would all get together in the summer and like one night a week and just talk about something, some topic related to Catholicism. So I'm not sure if I'd seen him there a few times and just didn't like realize who he was but there was one time when we were at one of those talks and (laughs) I remember okay so Josh who I am engaged to right now (laughs) he was holding up his um I always want to say his missile um oh come on like the breviary yeah yeah because he had just spent like $300 on this new breviary and he either had just become catholic or was becoming catholic at that point and he was thinking about the priesthood, and I'm like, wow, like, this dude's in my mind, like, he's taking it seriously, like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then for some reason, in my mind, I'm like, huh, like, I'm not really, like, like, I wouldn't, like, see him as, you know, someone I would, like, you know, maybe want to go out on a date with or whatever, but if he asked me, like, just, I would just say, like, I would say yes. Like, that was my mindset with mm-hmm. dating at that time, like, yeah. if anyone asked me, like, whatever, Jesus, I'll say yes, even though, like, I might not <laughs> be thinking, you know, it might work out or whatever. Um, so that's just funny because here we are, you know, three years, what, two, three years on the road, about to get married. Um, so we became very good friends. I think it was that night we started talking and I had gotten into some of my scrupulosity and he told me that he kind of dealt with some of that too. So he said, well, he thought that Mary until he realized that, you know, 
I was scrupulous? And he's like, yeah, I realize I'm not scrupulous <laughs> after meeting you. <laughs> I was like, it's not his personality at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I mean, he probably did deal with it a lot more back then. Yeah. But he had sent me an article over Instagram. Well, actually, before even that point, I think he had DM'd me on Instagram because <laughs> I was in Colorado and... Or no, 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 no. I was at the beach and I, on my caption, it was like, oh, I love the beach, but like, I like the mountains in like Colorado much more. And he caught, he like DM'd me and he was like, I'm in Colorado right now. <laughs> so I think that was the first time, like maybe I did know of him, but we never really like talked yeah. or anything until this night. Um, so yeah, we were just kind of talking a little bit over Instagram and then we were just talking so much. I'm like, dude, just like, here's my number. Like, we may as well just text at this point. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't concerned about anything because he was thinking about being a priest. Well, <laughs> I'm dumb, okay? Just <laughs> advice for anybody out there. If someone is thinking about being a priest, first of all, that does not mean they're going to be a priest. Yes. Secondly, <laughs> everyone has the desire to be married, whether it's, you know, a spiritual in a spiritual way or biological so just be careful girls okay because <laughs> if a guy is talking to you a lot that's probably it's probably a reason um <laughs> maybe <laughs> so i had a i had a hunch after talking for a little bit like seriously like two weeks in we were so close and mm. we we did just mostly text like we didn't really talk in person that much so that was mm-hmm. the first mistake it was like you're gonna have a new relationship and a new friendship don't just text throughout it all that's just gonna make things complicated but about two weeks in super close i was like hmm, i feel like this dude like might like me but he's supposed to be going to the priesthood <laughs> um, this is awkward turns out i did find out later that he did like me and i was like oh i just see him as a friend but like whatever god wills you know <laughs> anyways <laughs> so one week about probably two weeks in I was at work, and I realized that it was a holy day of obligation, and I was at work, and I'm like, ah, like, we're not supposed to be working, and unless it's necessary, of course, and we're supposed to be going to mass, which I was planning on going to mass anyways, but I was texting him, like, freaking out. I'm like, dude, like, I feel like I'm going to go to hell. Like, I should just leave work right now, but, like, I was too nervous to be like, hey, I have to leave work right now just because, you know, my pride. Um, And he, so that was, so I just, I just worked. We both did because he didn't realize it either. We were both at work, and I went out to my car after, and we were just texting a little bit, and he's like, he asked me, are you okay? And that just really hit me, because no one else has ever asked me through my scrupulosity, are you okay? Wow. Um, And he was genuine about it, too, even though it was over text, I could just tell. And I was like, wow, like, no one's ever asked me that. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you, like you know, I'll be okay, whatever. I don't remember the conversation so much, but he even said he was thinking about calling me to make sure I was okay. And I just, that's so sweet. Like, (laughs) everyone was just always like, oh, Lindsay, like, you're overreacting or it's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. but are you okay? Oh, just amazing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was a few weeks after that when I did find out that he likes me. We were on a retreat with some other friends, Mm -hmm. new friends too. We had all only known each other for about a month. Whoa crazy but we just got close so fast so josh has been there you know since that day just really being by my side hearing all of my scrupulous concerns and text messages and dealing with all of my anxiety and everything so i really appreciate that because you know people get annoyed and stressed when i do go to them about these things but he was just always there so now i'm to the point where scrupulosity really only comes up in certain areas within our relationship because I do still deal with scrupulosity struggles related to 
relationships and purity. Um, especially because, I mean, this is the first man I've like truly loved. So I've like experienced things that, you know, I didn't know, like, mm -hmm. I didn't know I was supposed to experience, you know? And that was concerning to me because I'm like, oh, I've always been this for the most for the most part, I thought I was pure, okay? <laughs> Maybe compared to some other people, but I, yeah, I just really, really, really struggled the past few years, even being, like, in Josh's presence, um, just because, you know, my feelings were heightened. There was, I think there just was this true love deep within me, and I didn't know what it was because I was constantly thinking to myself, like, wow, I wish I could marry him, but, you know, I don't like him like I wish that I did. Or my feelings in love isn't strong enough for a romantic relationship. So I was just very confused. Mm -hmm. And Josh had always said, I think it's just your scrupulosity. And I'm like, no, like, I really don't. Like, I really think I'm just not sure if, like, you're the one that I need to date and, like, maybe, you know, get married to. But then all along, deep down, I was literally praying for the past, like, two years, like, mm -hmm. Jesus, like, I pray that I can love him in this romantic way so that I can marry him. Like, have you ever heard of anyone saying, like, oh, I don't know if I like him, but, like, please, Jesus, help me marry him. Like, <laughs> literally, that, those are my prayers. So now getting treatment and seeing a therapist and talking to my spiritual directors and just, yeah, just being where I am right now, I'm like, wow, like, I think a lot of it was my scrupulosity. Like, I think Josh was right. I just couldn't even think straight with all of my questions pertaining to the faith and then just this new developing awesome relationship so he's he's waited on me for like two years because I was always back and forth there were lots of tears again with this and <laughs> there was actually a point where I would like get frustrated and I'm like oh I just feel like I need to like punch something or you know something he's like just punch me <laughs> there's a point where I just like hit him a little bit <laughs> I'm like okay or we go for a walk and I'm like yeah I feel better <laughs> Um, but we had, we had dated two times in the past and he likes to say the second one was like a mutual type of thing. Cause we both were kind of like, Oh, like we want it to work, but uh, it just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And the first time it was like only like a week and I was like going out of my mind. I'm like, I'm forcing something that's just not working. So we had taken like a few like little kind of breaks where we didn't talk as much, but it was still always like, oh, Josh, like he's my best friend. Like if I saw him in the same room, it would be like, you know, like he sees me, like I see him, like it's just different. Our interaction is just different. And Mary, she's the one that taught me to talk about like being. seeing, being seen. Mm -hmm. It's a very good way mm -hmm. to understand your relationship. Like if you are confused like I was, think to yourself, like, are you, do you feel that you're seen by this other person and not just looked at you yeah. know like like known to yeah. totally known like you can just look at someone else like josh and it's like i know that he loves me and understands me and like we have this connection that no one else can see right now like we're looking into each other's eyes from across the room and it's different mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. like do you feel at home with him or yeah. do you feel at home with him and <laughs> yeah i can't speak you know it's fine <laughs> um and it's like yes those are very two very very important two questions to ask. Mm -hmm. Do you feel seen and mm -hmm. do you feel at home? Mm -hmm. um, so finally, third time's a charm, we like to say. <laughs> so in this past September, this is Wait, this actually, is funny. before you, do you want to share about like in the spring when you got a lot of healing, especially when like a year ago or no? Do yeah, no, that's that fine. Part? Yeah, I can, before, I can yeah, kind of. Because I feel like you, that helps to understand how you're able to kind of really. Right, right. Yeah. 
Get and I can kind part. of, yeah, I can kind of say that as I sure. go into this third time. Okay. Um, so in September, it was, I was still kind of like back and forth with Josh. <laughs> like they're hitting each other over there. So just, that's I why they're randomly laughing. <laughs> yes. Um, but, okay, so I had actually dated somebody in the group like the summer before because that was a part of Josh and I's friendship as well. <laughs> they know who I'm talking about. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, like I was always like, like Josh, like there's this other guy and he's interested in me and I'm kind of interested in him. And it was like, every time he seemed like the perfect candidate, like I would get mad. Like Josh would be like, well, he likes St. Therese too. And I'd be sitting there like, don't tell me that. It was like, it was like I wanted like any reason to not like want to be with this other guy. But so I tried that out and it didn't, it didn't work. I definitely, it was just like, eh. <laughs> it wasn't that like, no, he's a great guy. Yeah, I, I still love him. He's going to be the best man in the wedding, so that's why I'm going with this. <laughs> but it was just kind of, you know, that passion and that connection wasn't wasn't there. Like, it was fine. It was fun. But, like, the connection wasn't really there. So it didn't really affect me, actually. After we broke up, Josh literally called me. And I was in my car just eating a Belvita. He's like, so? I was like, oh, so? What? Who called you? Who told you? Like, literally, right after we broke up. Oh, my gosh. Up. And it turned out he had called him. <laughs> so, he's just smiling, and I'm just eating. And I'm like, we're just like, yeah. Like, okay. It's like, yeah, I just wanted to, like, you know, just, just call you. I'm like, okay. Okay. Sure, yeah, sure, sure you sure, did. Sure, sure. You, want, you wanted to know what how uh, I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. For a, some other ulterior motive, I'm right. sure. So, <laughs> fast, fast forward, you know, whole, like, year. So, this past September, we started dating the third time because this... My ex, this friend, <laughs> one night was like, you both just need to date or just, like, stop. Like, just stop. And he, I guess he had talked to Josh. Come to Jesus talk. Yeah, he had talked to Josh about, like, okay, she's, like, leading you on. Like, you need to get out of this, whatever. And it's like, I, like, I know what I was doing, but it was like, I love him. I love him not, but I love him. Like, I love him. <laughs> Um, I'm not trying. Like, I just want to love him. I'm praying to marry him, okay? (laughs) You don't know it, but I really am. (laughs) Um, So he actually that night had come down downstairs because I told Josh, I was like, yeah, like, we need to have a heart to heart. Wait, can I also give an intro on this part, too? Because this is the same night. Do you remember? What's what I'm going (laughs) to... Because we had had the party. That is the same day? Yeah, okay, that's sure, the same sure, day. Sure. Yeah, because... Oh, the housewarming party. No, it was this not. This was the Browns party. It was the Browns party. Oh, no. I don't yeah. Think I, was I don't think I was there for that one. I don't know, because you were, you were somewhere else with your family or something. I think I was. Yeah. Yeah. But she had... Because I know she had, like, been back and forth, and this was at, actually at the point where they were, like... Because they had started, like, talking a little bit more, and then they're like, we're going to take a break for a week. And, but she had a lot of peace. It was kind of yeah. nice. It was kind of like, I just need to take a step back, because I... I think like I want. I was like, we're gonna we're gonna do everything we've been doing. I just don't want to text as much. Like mm-hmm. it was just too much texting always, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then I remember her just being like, I just don't even know. And then at the the Browns party, <laughs> it was like that. It was like earlier in the day. Yeah, it was early in the day. She comes to me, and it's I remember it's in our kitchen dining room over there because we were outside all talking with yeah. Josh and like another yeah, friend. And yeah, Mary. yeah. But but she yeah she came to me in the dining room. And she's like, Mary, I just love him, and I was just like. Your problem is I don't know how to help you. <laughs> I was like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you don't understand. Like I don't. It's like in it's my like, mind. Don't. It's like I don't love him enough. Like 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. It and sounds really also, dumb, but I had a lot going on internally. But Q also, I noticed during the party too, there was like, they were like technically taking like, you know, they were kind of like, you know, like tugging as much, but like she was also like. By his side. By like his 24/7. side. Yeah, pretty much like hugging yeah. him and stuff. And I'm like. Well, Josh is like, I was literally sitting in the corner and you came right in the corner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like tell me that's not obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so much for that. I was like, okay, this girl is crazy. Uh, but anyway. We know, we know. Yeah. <laughs> but, so we had gone to the basement that night because I was like, I think we need to have a heart. A heart. <laughs> and just kind of were saying like. Just kind of telling him how I was feeling because we've been so transparent with each other. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, throughout this whole time. Like, when I say we were best friends, like, we were best friends. I mean, he knew everything. We had written letters and if needed and just talked a lot. Um, so, I was going to you can, I was gonna say that, that friend's name, but <laughs> is that okay? If yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, our friend <laughs> Sam, who I had dated in the past... <laughs> who's now going to be the best man, had come down that night when we were having our talk, and I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I don't know why he came downstairs. I think he probably came down for a drink because there was a bar yeah, downstairs. Yeah, probably. So. But he was like, okay. And he's actually going to school for counseling right now, so this is perfect. <laughs> and he basically just said, all right, like, you guys need to, like, figure this out. And he had, he had been engaged once before, but he was kind of trying to use that situation to think about Josh and I, and he was like, look, like, with this relationship that I was in, there were, like, certain things that, you know, I thought, like, this, this, this isn't God's will. Um, this isn't, you know, as good as maybe it should be. But he was like, with you two, he's like, I think, I think there might be something different. Like, I really think there's this potential where, like, Lindsay, you just need to work some things out, um, and, you know, it could work. So, I was like, yeah, okay. Like, he was literally down there maybe five minutes or, or so, and went back upstairs so i'm just sitting there looking at josh and <laughs> josh is just kind of like okay he's like so because we had gotten to the point where it was like so like we should we should date or like bye <laughs> <laughs> we should date so or like, he I was never- like so Lindsay, like like i don't know if he said will you be my girlfriend or like will you will you like can we date i don't know but he just sat there and he's like i'll wait like i'll just i'll wait until you answer you know, because in the past, yeah. too, when he had asked me things like that, it was always, like, me standing there, like, I don't know what to say. Like, I want to say yes, but, like, I don't feel like I should. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we were holding hands, and he looked at me, and he's like, I know you're scared, but, like, I'm going to be here for you. Um, and so I was like, okay. And I just kind of, like, took a glance at God real quick. I thought, like, of Jesus being there, like, okay, what's the right decision? And I was like, okay, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's do it mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah we're like okay we go back upstairs and we were just kind of like smiling like okay, <laughs> yeah. for a walk that night or something or? i think that was a different night oh okay. that was the housewarming party so that oh, was yeah be- that was probably before yeah before yeah at this point yeah um so from there on it was like okay if this is the third time like this is serious like we're getting married or like I don't even know. Like, this is the third time. Why are we together if we're not getting married? <laughs> so pretty pretty soon, even through all my doubt with him, there were still definitely some struggles. Um, I, I don't know. But things just changed. Our relationship was healthier. And so I'll go back to what Mary wanted me to talk about. Um, prior, of, well, it was like prior to that September, so in May, I had 
gone to the convent because I, I was like, I feel like I just really need to check this out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I wanted to kind of run away from the world with my scrupulosity and that's why it sounded peaceful. But I do know that I was tr- like, I truly was like, I need to figure this out or else I'm not going to have peace. So I went to stay with the Institute of Christ the King Sisters in Wisconsin. My parents, it was, it was very nice of them. We went on the way. We stopped in Chicago for a little trip and then they dropped me off and I think my mom was, well, both my parents were freaking out a little bit. They're like, my daughter might be a nun. Like, oh, I'm not used to that. Um, So I stayed there for like five days. And at that point, I was on medicine for OCD. And I had noticed a change, and which which was very good because I was able to be more at peace and to think more clearly at that point. But I had left there like five days later. (laughs) I, I got in the car. And my mom and I were just talking a little bit. And I was like, yeah. I am not supposed to be a nun. I am supposed to be a mother. Like, I knew it. Oh, I knew it so well. I mean, that week at the convent was, I don't want to say it was awful. Like, of course, it was, like, fruitful because God was clear to me mm-hmm. what I should do in life. Um, I mean, it was so hard to even pray. Like, I realized I pray so much through the world and cr- just creative imagery, imagery and analogies. So, like, when I got on the plane that day, I was like, whoa, I'm myself again. I can pray. Like, I can think. It was just being in that silent space was just Mm -hmm. definitely not for me. Like, it was good to be able to take walks that, you know, at that neighborhood that they were living in and be able to call my sister and just (laughs) talk, Mm -hmm. talk to people. So it was a little bit before the convent, actually, where one day... Because I was supposed to go to the convent in February, actually, and that got pushed back because my family had covid So it was during that week, like probably the day I was supposed to go to the convent or very near where I was just so sad because I was kind of pitying myself because I wanted to love Josh. Like I thought about him a lot, but I was like, no, like it's, you know, it's not going to work. So I was just angry at myself because I wasn't getting what I wanted. I wanted God to like do this miraculous thing where, you know, I could just love him and it would all be well. So I had sat down and wrote in my journal who like the type of husband would would be like that I wanted and you know some of those things on that list like Josh didn't have that I thought were important so I wrote that down and I was like you know what like I think I'm here I want to be sad and I want to pity myself but this isn't what God wants me to do like I need to be excited for what's to come even if it's not what I want Mm -hmm. and since that moment my scrupulosity a lot of it pertaining to relationships and purity and just you know physical like feelings and things literally like I didn't disappear but decreased immensely Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was but just letting go and like just giving everything to God was a huge healing moment I mean I was so joyful and I actually had learned to love Josh more because I saw him now as a friend whom I had really appreciated and things were the same it was just I was happy to be able to, like, yeah, Josh, like, you're my friend, and I love you. Like, even if we're not supposed to be together, like, I love, like, I love you. Um, And so I just, I loved him more and more, and I was making sacrifices for him out of love, even when I didn't feel like it, because Josh and I were doing something for Lent that year, so we continued it anyways, um, even though, yeah, even though we had broken up. So (laughs) I, I learned a lot. I was very joyful. I didn't have a job at that point, and so I had a lot of time to go to Mass and pray and and babysit, which actually also helped a lot with my scrupulosity mm-hmm. um, and just learning how to sacrifice, you know, my desires for the kids that I was babysitting. 
so yeah, then I went to the convent and definitely realized I was supposed to be a mother. <laughs> Josh and I just kept, you know, being friends, good friends, and to the point where it was like, oh, they're basically well, dating. Don't you remember you know? he already, or not, don't you remember, but um, he almost went to the seminary in the, the summer again? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh also has applied for the seminary <laughs> twice and got in and didn't go both times. So yeah, this was, we literally started dating like pretty much right after for the third time he was supposed to go to the seminary. So it's just funny because mm-hmm. like he, he felt that he wasn't supposed to go. Even though he also felt like he should because he needed to know as well what he was supposed to do. But at that point, I think God was finally like, okay, they're ready. Like, Josh, don't go to the seminary. Lindsay's a lot healthier. Mm -hmm. I'd also increased my um, dosage for the medication I was on for OCD. Well, am on. And I also saw a big difference then. So I just really, throughout this past year, have increased in health and mental well-being so, so much. Like, I would say... I never thought I was going to get out of my scrupulosity, and I, I really do think I'm almost, like, almost cured, like, almost there. Mm-hmm. I I mean, every day of my life in the past, every it was, like, everything I did, I would think I'm going to hell. Like, I could not even smile sometimes. My sister, after hours, was the only one that could make me, like, smile and happy again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was seriously bad, especially because people knew that Lindsay was always the one that was smiling, and, mm-hmm. and I, like, couldn't even smile anymore. I mean, it was awful. Like, when people think that scrupulous people are just kind of crazy. We know that we are. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But also, it is so, so, so bad. I mean, like, the suffering that a scrupulous person goes to is something that you cannot understand unless you are scrupulous yourself. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Even if it seems silly. Um, so, I don't know if there's anything I missed from that. But, yeah, now Josh and I are just at a point where... Yeah, things just after, for the third time, I started to take it more seriously and try to sacrifice, like, my thoughts or my feelings or whatever and be like, okay, like, maybe one day, like, I don't feel like I love him, but, like, that's not what love is. And I just kept trying to, like, push through that. Just even if you don't have those feelings, just try to love the other person and really try to see that other person. Like, Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're not, if you're looking at your spouse or your boyfriend or whatever and you're like, mm, like, I don't know about this. Like, why am I in this? Maybe try to see that person more. Mm-hmm. Try to remember why you're in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And just doing that makes me so thankful for Josh and just how far we've come. And the Lord has listened to my prayers about wanting to marry him. Mm-hmm. So I think once I gave my desires to God, I think he just graced me and was like, mm-hmm. okay, like you've given your wants and desires to me, so I'm going to give you back what you asked for. And mm-hmm. that's just incredible. Now, I'm not saying that's always going to happen to everybody, mm-hmm. but I think in my case, Josh and I, we did have a good relationship, and God just blessed that even more once I gave everything to him. Mm-hmm. So here we are getting married in September, actually, and <laughs> everyone's like, finally, like, <laughs> for real, like, come on. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you have any other questions. No, that's super exciting. I think just like a couple things, and I don't know if you want to share anything that you like struck me, and then we can go on to the next question. But um, I think um, I do feel like so many times, like we try and push our will into things. And I think like time and time again, I just hear stories of people like, and I feel like for myself too, like this past summer, I came to a spot where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to not try anymore. And then that's like when the peace came Mm, for me in terms mm -hmm. of my vocation and whatnot. And so I feel like once, and God's like, I feel like it's kind of once we surrender to to it, he's like, okay, finally I can do what I like I'm good at. Like, let me yeah. do my job. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I think that's really, um, really good. And also, too, it's been really fun to watch you and Josh. Like, Josh has just become, like, it's just, it's really nice to have a male around the house to, like, you know, um, (laughs) fix things as needed and, like, kind of protection. But he's just also a really good, like, objective person. And Mm -hmm. I know I go to him a lot for (laughs) certain, you know, we have... We're, yeah, he's just a really good he's just brother in Christ. So. Very, he's just a very relaxed, chill, like, go with the flow type of person, and I'm not, so that's why we yeah. bounce each other out really well. <laughs> yeah. And Mary, I mean, you're like me too in that aspect. Like, yeah, that's Just true. very, like, kind of high strung sometimes. Yeah. Oh, totally. Need, <laughs> yeah. need just somebody in our presence to be, like, calming and peaceful. Yes, like, yes. he was supposed to come over last night, and then he did, he, it was fine because we were all, like, really tired, but I was like, oh, Josh. <laughs> and he's not even my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell Josh all the time, I'm like, you know, Mary really appreciates you. Like, yeah. she always gets sad and, like, you're not going to come over. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and we've established that I'm, like, the female version of Josh, too. Oh, yes. For real. Like, okay, so Josh, he's going to get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I, don't know, I don't know whether he listens. He probably will. Oh, I'll tell him to listen. Yeah. We'll see if he actually does. But... <laughs> So he, he likes, knows all he likes to too. say Lindsay is cute a lot. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> and Mary does, too. Like, she'll be like, you're that. cute. And yeah. I'm like, okay, you're literally like Josh. But last <laughs> night, this was just so funny. Josh just randomly texted me in two separate, like, texts and just said, Lindsay is cute. Lindsay is cute. <laughs> so he has a song where he just goes, Lindsay is cute. Lindsay is cute. <laughs> Mary and I just sent a video back, and I was like, Lindsay is cute. Lindsay is cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man, we, we have... We have fun together. We're really weird and silly, but we—they're like an old—they're like a oh. they're old couple already because they kind of—they don't really—they've kind of come through like a hard time, you know, like just mm-hmm. like getting to this point. So there's a lot of peace and happiness and joy. There's just a lot of bickering, which is really oh. like yes. your mom says, like you're basically like siblings. Oh yeah, for the past like two years, she's like, you guys are like brother and sister. So <laughs> even just me talking to my mom about like you know dating and stuff i think she's probably just like what like you guys literally like yell at each other all the time but that's how josh and i show each other our love it's not like a mad like yeah i hate you like yell it's like no it's like i love you and we annoy each other but i love you anyway so <laughs> like and i also kind of love annoying you sometimes like right. oh josh loves pushing my buttons but lately i just don't give him a response and i think he he's like he, he tells me he's like wow good job Lindsay. you didn't react <laughs> He's but like, so- look, I'm sanctifying you. <laughs> so yeah, Mary likes to push my buttons too. So I, <laughs> well, I don't to- know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. I never try and say things just for the effect. No, <laughs> the she never tries to push anybody's buttons. No, 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 no. <laughs> just like right now. Right now. <laughs> I'm trying to think. When do I push your buttons exactly? I mean, when do I not? But I'm trying to think of an instant recently. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> what do you, did you have anything you wanted to share from listening to her story and stuff? And um, just wanna. Well, I think just making that making that distinction between the feeling and the choice is always like about love is is <clears throat> always like because we grow like we grow up surrounded by oh love is a feeling oh love yes. you know and like we can see opposite examples from our family and those around us but then we're still immersed in that popular culture like oh it's a feeling and you're supposed to feel this way all the time and if you right. don't feel that way well then you just think of them as a friend and be like well no you can actually you choose to love people all the time mm-hmm. and you can choose to love them in different ways mm-hmm. um yeah and i mean like that attraction needs to be there oh yeah so you can't be like repulsed by them <laughs> you're like <"Ugh."> right <laughs> um but that's the thing i also think attraction can come for different people in different ways because yes. i think that's why I had so much trouble because 
our relationship is just different in a lot of different ways. I guess I'm not going to go into detail, but I mean, you can be attracted to somebody's looks and that's like how you're more like have that chemistry and attraction towards Mm -hmm. somebody or it can be more personality based. Yes. And that, I mean, like for me, like Josh's personality and his heart is just so good. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I mean, I really fell in love with him that way. Yeah. And Honestly, I think sometimes that can be more of an... I mean, that can. Well, that's more that's, powerful because that lasts. <laughs> well, right. That's like... That is the attraction you especially need mm-hmm. before looks at all. Yes. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, honestly, even if you were to go on a date with somebody who you thought was really attractive and their personality was like, eh, that could make it harder to discern because you oh, yeah. could be focused on the looks more than mm-hmm. the personality. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Where was I going with this? Um, Yeah, just feelings. Like, I guess, like, in traditional circles... The reason in my past I would, like, look at any guy and be like, oh, yeah, like, I would say yes to go out on a date with him was mm-hmm. because I was trained by some people to think, oh, like, you don't need feelings at all to be in marriage. And that's, I mean, that's that's kind of wrong. I mean, it no. is. Yeah. Even in talking to a counselor in the past, he said that people who had arranged marriages, if there for some reason was, you know, a way that one of them felt that they could not get married, like, they could get out of it. It wasn't like they had to be forced no mm-hmm. matter what to be married to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just be careful if you are in traditional circles, especially those who are discerning priesthood or, you know, going to the convent because I think they can be, they can have stricter views sometimes, but we need to realize those who are discerning marriage we're allowed to have those feelings, and we should, because there does need to be an attraction. We just need to not make it everything. Right. You know, because, yes, those feelings can die. Mm-hmm. How, obviously, how do you, like, how right. do you expect there to to be marriages that work out if people just do it based off feelings? No wonder right. there's, like, what, a 50% divorce rate mm-hmm. or something. Because, oh, I love this person, then I fell out of love with him, and I wasn't happy. Whoa. Like, <laughs> hold yeah. up. Yeah, no, love is more than that. And when you actually love somebody how you're supposed to, Mm -hmm. and you make that choice, it is so freeing. And that's why I think in my past, when I did accept Josh as a friend and still, like, learn to make sacrifices for him out of love, Mm -hmm. so freeing. Mm -hmm. And that is what builds those feelings and emotions as well. Mm -hmm. So I think now Josh Josh and I are at a point where (laughs) it's funny because after, like, two years, I finally feel like we're on a honeymoon stage, you know, totally (laughs) backwards. But I think just learning to love each other and me learning how to become more of a woman and just seeing him grow so much as a man brings us so much joy and happiness to see each other grow and be there for one another through it all. Mm -hmm. That it's actually, it's heightened my feelings and taken that doubt away to the point where our love is just something that I, I just can't imagine. Yeah, you don't even talk about... I mean, initially when you guys started dating, I remember there were some, you know, some of the doubts. But actually now, like, I no. think about it, like, you don't... I mean... Very rare. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that there's... I think sometimes it's more just, like, frustrations, but <laughs> with each other. Right. But that's, I mean... That's always going to happen. Yeah. But it's very clear to me. And that's the thing, too. Like, in whatever you're discerning, no matter if it's a relationship or just anything. In my past, I didn't have peace. I didn't have peace about dating him, even though I wanted to. Which shows right there... You know, I probably shouldn't have been trying to date him Mm -hmm. because God speaks through peace, even through fear. Mm -hmm. And so now, even if I am fearful about something, I still have a sense of peace because I know that I'm supposed to be with this best friend for life. Like God has brought me here with peace, even through doubt, if that does happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So listening Mm -hmm. to the spirit is definitely all about 
peace through fear and mm -hmm. not, I guess I'm just trying to say because in my past, I, I definitely, I force things and you should never have to force anything. Like, mm -hmm. even if you think you're supposed to marry somebody, if it's feeling forced, yeah, there's probably a good sign, even if you do have mental problems, that this isn't the time. Because again, even through my mental health struggles, I should still have some sense of peace, even if I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and that's kind of how the spirit works. Because if we're, you know, we talk about Ignatian spirituality. So consolation is like the indication that that is, you know, where you're supposed to be. And if there's not, then it's like, okay, why is there? And like, right. continue to like go into that. But yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, and some people too will think, oh, I have anxiety. It's different for me. And it is. I will say that. You do need to talk to a counselor and spiritual director to really try to discern more than maybe the typical person would. But I just really still hold strong to the fact that even if you do have an anxiety condition, there will still be this sense mm -hmm. of, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Well, because I also see with you, too, I think it's really inspiring how, like, God has just really brought a lot of healing in, like in you especially like this past you know up and through the summer like I just think that you were in a spot that you were ready to do that mm -hmm. so but it's also like you're not you know like we're never completely you know healed, healed. so and oh, especially yes. even when you go into marriage like that's when like the real work starts because right. like you really bring each other's woundedness out but then that's an opportunity for healing for each other mm -hmm. um so I think it's the peace and you know yeah, having the right people to talk to because um, you know, it's, it is, it's hard to know, like, okay, when are you perfectly ready for marriage? But I right. think only God knows. So it's like, we just have to be very like vigilant in prayer and, and consulting other people too. Like, yeah. like, yeah. And just being honest with yourself. Like, you know, I think I was lying to myself in the past thinking like, yeah, I can do it. I'm ready when I wasn't. <laughs> it's just like, don't lie to yourself because you'll just get yourself more in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just trust in God's timing and his will and be excited with his will, even if you don't know what it is, because God is mysterious. And I think even especially through the traditional Latin mass, like people are drawn to that mystery mm -hmm. and that mental prayer. And it's kind of the same thing in life, like be drawn to the mystery. You know, you, we don't have to know everything, but we can know more about God through that mystery and growing in relationship with him mm -hmm. through the unknowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I feel that's... like we don't have to say much more on yeah, that. Yeah, we really don't. <laughs> I think that kind of caps it off because, I mean, the last question is about inspiration and advice, but I feel like... Yeah, and, well, well, does she want to, like, maybe kind of, like, bring it all yeah, together? Yeah, if you want to wrap so it all together. Do you want to ask her the last question? Sure. So, so, our, listeners. so our last question is, uh, what's, what is some inspiration or advice that you'd like to share in regards to living according to God's will and living the love of Christ out in your daily life. Yeah, so definitely everything I just said. So to kind of sum that up, definitely work on relationship with the Lord. Don't be like the Pharisees where you're, you know, <laughs> just trying to say words of the rosary and get it in through the day. I mean, it's definitely going to happen sometimes. But, mm -hmm. you know, stop looking at your checklist as a checklist and look at it as an opportunity. Like you get the privilege and opportunity to grow closer to the Lord, whether it's through just prayer or charity, your relationships. So relationship with God. And then secondly, I think it's finding a good spiritual director because I did have to end my time with one of my spiritual directors. It was a very good choice. We just, our personalities just clashed. I don't think he really understood mental health and the scrupulous person, but you need to find somebody who can be excited for you even if you even if you are reaching out to that priest a lot for help and they might get annoyed, like having somebody who understands why you're reaching out so much because you do need help and you don't know what mm -hmm. to do, 
is essential. And my spiritual director right now, I mean, everything I tell him, like, he's just so excited for me. And he Aww. he's, like, living my journey with me, and it's amazing. So find yourself someone who is truly helping. And after, you know, after months, if you're like, I just really don't think this is helping, start praying about it and maybe, you know, seek mm-hmm. out somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because I think with, with me it was like, oh, well, like, I don't know if I need a new one. Um, I don't want to, like leave just because I think I'm not like getting help but maybe God's working in me and I don't know it's like no like again you should have some peace if you're supposed to be with a certain person for a direction and then also if like if you need counseling do it I've loved it therapy has been awesome I've learned so much about myself which has helped me make connections and just increase my self-awareness which ultimately also helps with prayer and relationship with the Lord and others and then also if you're discerning moving out of your house with your parents and you can afford it, do it. Again, I love my parents. Like, we, we're fine. I mean, we get along for the most part. Um, but getting out into a place where I can be around people who share the same, you know, like, morals and kind of lifestyle as me has helped me a lot, especially mm-hmm. just being in this more quiet space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that was basically the basis, just learn to let go and trust in the Lord. Perfect Charity casts out fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and perfect charity is God. God is love. So mm-hmm. God casts out fear. Mm-hmm. Just try to look at your life from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, that was right. beautiful. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story. And um, definitely ask all of our listeners to pray for you and Josh as you continue on your journey together. Um, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know. Now we're going to, we have to find a replacement now. So pray for us so we can find someone. <laughs> yeah. So we're sad to, leave, mm. to have her go. Bittersweet for sure. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. So do you want to do with our closing quote or? Uh, okay. So thank you all for joining us on this special episode. Um, it was, it's always a joy and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Our closing quote is from St. Catherine of Siena. Cry out with a thousand tongues, for the world is rotten because of silence. I hope you all have a blessed day, and we will see you next time. Goodbye, and know that you're loved. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Caritas Christi. If you'd like to write to us with hot takes, feedback advice or advice requests, we would love to hear from you. Email us at caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. That's caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Thursday.